<laughs> I, I mean, oh, oh, I'm I'm fine with that. I wasn't looking at your camera, and when you said take your shirts off, I thought you meant literally get topless. I was like, we are relaxed here, but not that relaxed. Hey, if you thought vehicle compliance was sexy and interesting, then you've come to the right place. This is The Rock Show, a kind of down-the-pub chat about transport compliance and how it is good for us all. I'm Alan, the CEO. And I'm John, Head of Compliance at Compliance Rocks. And welcome to The Rock Show. Yeah, no, so I think, so we've discussed kind of uh, the, well, so we, we what, what's the biggest topic we've been discussing this week? I guess it's probably the, the training that is sort of making changes in the industry right now with CPC going online. Uh, well, yeah, it's, it's, you know, to say you don't do online CPC training, it used to be a, no, you're never going to be able to do that, never can, you can't govern it, and now it's like, yeah, actually, we can. I, I, I personally can't see why they're doing it. Like, there was a big push for September last year because everyone had their dates kind of running out there. But this is only going to be a short-term thing. Is this to keep... Do you reckon this is to keep training providers in jobs? Or is this got some other motive? Well, I, I don't think it's because of that. I, 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 I think they know they're going to be there's going to be a lot of drivers sitting at home doing nothing. So maybe they want to keep them engaged. Yeah, possibly. Or it could be what we, or it could be what we read the other day with regards to old drivers coming out on retirement to get back on the road to help with this pandemic. Yeah, that, I, guess, I guess that would that would explain it because, I mean, it's just three months. Like, there's bigger things to worry about than, than training, I would have thought. But may, maybe not. Maybe it is. I, I kind of assume that a lot more drivers are going to be driving now. I mean, I say we were talking to a few of our clients this week and they're all sort of saying they might be not pulling their normal loads, but they're they're pitching in where they can. Well, yeah, yeah I don't quite understand. There's always, there's always has been a driver shortage and there probably always will yeah. be a driver shortage. But considering they're closing all down non-essential, uh, you know, operations, there must be loads of drivers that work in the non-essential area. So surely it's the case of them going, right, I'm going to contact an agency. I want to do work for all these M&S. I, I wonder whether the haulage companies that support, like to, the whole Tesco's and little stuff, don't have any more vehicles. So I guess it's not just a driver shortage right now. It might be a shortage of actual vehicles because there's a bigger demand for vehicles to do the moving, not just the drivers to do the driving. So I wonder whether that's sort of having something to do with it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah, yeah. I wonder how agencies uh, are faring right now with work, and also vehicle rental companies. I I think the vehicle rental companies the ones that are going to be cashing in right now. Yeah, um, yeah, they're they're going to be manic. So yeah, I, I think yeah, I, I get I guess the CPC CPC stuff is, is an interesting one because I, we discussed this last year, didn't we? When we kind of decided we wanted to look to expand our operations into different areas and we're like well obviously my background of training it sat quite well but to deliver to to become a cpc training center was so hard wasn't it did, did you look into it as well or was it just me that looked into it no i remember, I remember 
sort of having a brief look on the on the government guidelines and all the many many hoops you have to jump through it's um it's not the easiest of things like i understand why it's not meant to be easy but uh yeah it looked quite difficult yeah i guess i guess it is a because a governmental led thing i guess they've got to have a certain level of control there to make sure they are actually delivering it properly problem is i mean i'm i'm sure our listeners and our our viewers don't necessarily fall into this category but there are some really shocking training providers out there aren't there yes (laughs) yes yes death by powerpoint presentation i've had many and the funny thing is i've done some very important courses like my transport manager cpc which is what you need if you want to run your own organization the transport industry properly uh yeah to do to do mine literally by powerpoint presentation and giving a copy of the slides to make notes on it yeah. was just poor yeah it's uh, i mean we, we spoke about this on another another discussion didn't we about kind of technology and transport and how it is affecting um education and delivering a different services like that but yeah the the, the death by powerpoint is is just not conducive with learning in any which way Far more interactive, far more engaging. Needs to be, needs to be the one, not just didactic talking at someone for seven hours. But at the end of the day, it's hard to argue with these people because if you're going to do death by PowerPoint, it's going to work because people don't want to pay any money. If you want, if you want decent quality training, you have to pay for it. But the problem is nobody cares about decent training because because it's been so heavy-handed, top-down. You need to do this from the government. You're always going to have people going well. I'm just going to be ticking a box. So as long as I get it for the cheapest service mm. possible, I'm going to tick a box. People don't realise the value in it. Because actually, I mean, say I, I've never been on a, on, a, on a CPC course myself, but having been a trainer for most of my working career, you do get those you do get those people that sit in courses just, just there to yeah. be there and tick a box. And I take that as my... I'm here because my boss told me to be here. Yeah. Or, or, or my, my boss has told me to be here because he's been told by the government to put me here sort of thing. And I, I must say, I I take that person. That was always my personal challenge to try and uh, convince them that what they're learning is valuable. Um, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I, get, I guess it's, it, it's, it's refreshing to see them putting stuff online, isn't it, really? Yeah, yeah. And I suppose it, it, it comes back to, I think you can do online because a lot of people are against online training. Yeah. You know, we've had discussion many, many times, you being an old trainer, me having done lots of training. The for, old. You know, <laughs> you know, as in, um, I've done lots of training. I've worked for lots of big companies and I've worked for lots of small companies. I've done all sorts of different training courses where it's just been set around a table, talking through it and then interactive. Of course, having someone to speak to you know online when, when people sum up online training they just think of electronic learning don't they, 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 just, they i've they, got to sit in front of they computer. see death by powerpoint just that you get to click through on a computer not someone else yeah. that's all it and is. it's pretty and it's pretty images pretty graphics and pretty sound effects but it's the same yeah and i think if this online training can be done properly because obviously there is a lot of on cpc training courses there is a lot of um interactive sessions there are lots of q a sessions i think if they can do it properly i i I don't see why this couldn't change forever why 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 would just do it for the next several months if it it is a if they can govern it and it's proven to be a good job and it's cost effective 
Oh, it's, it, I mean, personally, I think it's massively cost-effective. Being being an, an independent trainer, I always had to worry about paying for the hire of room and tea and coffee. If you go, like some of the places I looked at, like you're looking at like 150, 200 pounds for a conference room like meeting room thing in a in a conference center and then they're going to charge you like three four quid a cup of coffee at break time and stuff it's like it's just not sensible like the amount of money because you can't charge whatever whatever course you're 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 delivering if it is work-based learning if it, if it's hoi polloi heavy duty stuff where you can charge 900 pounds a day for a course which there are courses out there that as i say mary's been on courses where it's cost her a grand a day to be there for her high level, uh, so she's not paid for that. Workers paid for that, but it's been a high, highly sought after subject matter. Yeah, charging two hundred pounds for a room and five pound for a cup of coffee is fine, but when it's sixty, seventy, eighty quid a course and you can only fit ten people in a room, by the time you take it into upload, fi- upload fees and admin fees, booking fees, credit card fees, room fees, transfer fees expenses petrol all that sort of stuff you're not left with much at the end of it as a trainer and it sounds really money grabby but as a as a, i mean i'm guessing you we know this being a small business owner and, and i'm guessing our listeners do as well like it's not being money grabby it's just trying to pay the bills isn't it i mean <laughs> yeah. well, at the end of the day though you, you you're not going i'm going to train people because i want to improve the world Improving the world, unfortunately, won't pay your mortgage or, or put dinner, you know, dinner on the table. You still need to earn some money from what you yeah. do. Yeah, I mean, you can have the 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 underlying motivation to do this as being I want to change the world because I mean, I think we we both believe that we are changing the world in what we're striving to do with Compliance Rocks, aren't we? I I, I feel the mm. the software de- we're developing and the the way we're going to be partnering with people that deliver different services to, to a, a wide range of clients like it, it it has a we are going to make a difference we're going to be removing crap from the industry we're going to be removing yeah, crap suppliers yeah. because we have a high standard to what we deliver and who we work with and hopefully that is mm-hmm. going to improve but you can't you can't have that as your only motivation day in day out it has to be sitting no. there but it can't be that that as you say that you you still got to get down and dirty doing it every day i read i read a this is probably off topic now but i I was reading a blog the other day about kind of how to tell your company story um i'll try and summarize it best i can there's there's three stories you got to say that you've got to be able to say all the time story a story b and story c and the best way of explaining it is to take how um uh, TV shows a good a good TV show should structure themselves. So story A is the episode that that you can watch. A, if a TV show is written well, you can watch one episode and it makes sense. Story B is the season or the series uh, storyline. So that's the overarching theme for the whole series, like from episode one to episode. Wow, episode one to episode twelve of the series. So you, if you don't watch all of them, you won't. It won't make sense, but. If you watch one of them, you won't get story B just from watching one episode. You'll get clues and hints, but you won't really get... It won't make sense as its own. And then story C is the overarching whole point of the TV show. Um, now, I, I can't... Th- I don't really watch that much TV that people would watch, so I can't think of any examples. But 
um you always got to be ta- thinking about story a that that's where you are right now that's where we are at this second you're gonna have wonderful ideas of where you want to be with sort of story seeing you've got to communicate those as a team and to make sure you're always moving forward towards that story but fundamentally you're still gonna be doing the stuff on the ground every single day to get the job done um and I think that's a really kind of nice, neat way of explaining it. I didn't explain it. I didn't really explain it that well. I must say, when I read it, it made more sense. No, but I, but... Think, I think I think I get it though. I think I get it, and I'm trying to think of TV shows that you use an example, but I can't. I, I, uh... I think the best example I can think of is. I mean, this is proper dated reference now. Is Doctor Who. Christopher Eccleston, cir- circa 2005, when uh, Billy Piper was his sidekick, and like watching it for the first time, it was obviously. It, Doctor Who had not been around for a decade or two or whatever. And so I didn't really know much about Doctor Who. And it's amazing. Like each each episode was episodic. It was like, wow, it was amazing. It you, you got this thing. And then when you get to the end, you go, oh my God, there was all these clues going through. Like it was it was the one with the big bad wolf, I think was the overarching theme. And then you he, he does a time flashback to the other episodes and you see graffiti in the background with the word big bad wolf on the wall that you didn't notice in the first sit, first time you saw it. But then it all made sense towards the end. That would be story A versus story B. And then but ultimately Doctor Who is time traveling through space and time. That is story C. That's the overarching theme of the of the TV show. So, yeah, I think there's. I was I was going to go for something more simple, like Friends. You know, anyway, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, Friends. Yeah, I mean, Friends is definitely probably a better example. Should we cut that bit out? <laughs> Mad. I, I, I've never been in Doctor Who. I don't know why. I feel like I want to give it a try. But I quite, I quite just, like this, this yeah. new series with um, what's her name, the female Doctor. What's her name? Welcome, welcome board church. Yeah, I can't remember her name, but she's good. Yeah, it's good to. It's good to. Yeah. Anyway, that's totally off topic. But the the point is, we we have this wonderful idea of where we want compliance rocks to be to be this thing, this force for good that's going to change the nature of the industry. But we can't do that now. <laughs> We're not doing that right now. All we it's all we can it's all we can do is what we can do right now. This kind of this whole discussion we've been having over the last few months about partnering with with organisations. Um, that's really been story B. Getting to the point where we can now start start doing that is really key. So, so yeah. Um, wow, that got deep really quickly and kind of wide ranging. Um, yeah. So, I, I get. Yeah, I guess the CPC training is one thing that's kind of come out in the last couple of days to our attention because of conversation we've been having. Um, but kind of independent of that was was I guess our discussions we've been having over the last few months around our toolbox talks tool that we're looking to develop um you, you still have reservations don't you about this going live uh <clears throat> yes <laughs> yes and yes yeah yes and no you know obviously i remember we used to do them live and they were a nightmare to organize um you, you know people were sporadic getting on and you had multiple people doing the same courses not realizing it's different course whether this was our fault of not communicating it properly or their fault i don't i don't don't know Um, yeah i think the problem the difference was we did these where it was what february march last year this is a long time ago like when we first started doing them um yeah i think the issue was we had a lot less clients and we use a very different form of technology as well. We were trying to get people to use Zoom, which, I mean, seven days ago, 
nobody really knew what Zoom was outside of the tech circles, whereas every one of their dog is using Zoom now. So the technology people people are more accepting of using technology now to see content, which is which I guess is the reason why we're looking to speed up and launch it. Because I mean, we had the great idea of the Netflix or Toolbox talks, which was which is and will be a great idea where there's lots of content there for our clients access at point of need. They have a driver that has a, makes a mistake and you want to deliver a toolbox talk rather than digging some pointless thing out of a folder or finding it online, you get a decent, well-delivered piece of content on demand on their phone. Yeah, okay, it's great. But actually right now, what people want is content live delivered and live streamed. I, I do think the concept of delivering training online and doing it live streamed will work with our clients now. Admittedly, a lot of a lot of people are still busy working. There's, there's not as many drivers parked up as maybe first thought, um, but it's still I think something it's worthwhile doing. Um, but yeah, I, I get the, the the headache of of it. So I guess the difference would be now we're going to start charging as well. Yeah, but it wasn't that wasn't really a driver for us last year, was it? We were just trying to add free content to help our, our, our customers yeah that's when we're doing the odd one just as and when as a, as a freebie if we're going to be delivering sort of two or three sessions a day every day that's the potential for a lot of content that people can access we want to make sure people are i i, I mean i find this in all all areas of having i say i know i'm banging home the point but being a trainer i know psychology behind people booking things and stuff and generally if someone's paid for something they put more value on it than if they don't yeah that's true yeah. so like yeah, i I I've, I've, i'll say in a, in a very previous life i was a i was a, a water sports and sailing instructor that was as you know was my uh was never a day job of mine but was always a hobby were you were, were you a trainer before you this were you a trainer i hate you <laughs> <laughs> yes i was a trainer Shoot. Um, but be, be, yeah, being a water sports instructor, we had, we, had, I remember the sailing club. I was, uh, I was an instructor at. They ran some free sessions, and it was a free six week course, like six Saturday mornings. And the amount of drop offs, we had people turning up for session one, really eager, and then because they hadn't paid for it, they never came back. However much of a good time they had, they're like, oh, actually, yeah. I need to go and do park run, or oh, actually, I've got, I've got to go shopping, or the kids have got to go to ballet. I didn't think of that, or I've got a birthday party. It's always something else that comes up. People don't value that time if they're not paying for it. And I think that kind of comes back to, I know workplace training should be paid for by the business and not by the driver, but I think that sometimes can have a big impact on how drivers view training, is if they're not paying for it, they don't see the value in it. So... I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know how to change that round. Well, yeah, yeah. No. Well, it depends. It depends on the course, isn't it? Because it's a, a, a lot of staff always feel that the employers pay for all all the training, everything. The CPC has always been a weird one because the whole point of the CPC is for a lorry driver to keep their license. So it's kind of like you know, it's my license. I want to be a lorry driver. It's my responsibility for me to 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 keep my license up to date yeah it's a hard so it's a it is a hard one because like who who pays for medicals mm. the driver because it's a part of that it's his license it's his livelihood but then equally he's driving for a company that requires him to have that license so it, it i i can see the arguments on both sides 
Mm. So mm. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's but yeah, going 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 back to the the whole kind of who pays for training is I think what well, well, paying for training generally. I think if if something is paid for, people get a lot more value out of it. Freebies get you so far, but actually people like yeah, people want to value stuff and if we don't value it by don't if we stop charging people for it or don't charge people for it people won't value it and therefore we won't get mm. the uptake so i i, I think i i think the the price point that we've come up with makes sense doesn't it five for a month per driver oh it's a, it's a steal yeah i mean it's a bargain for that much for that much expertly and lovingly written content yeah Deli- and delivered with, with a beautiful smile. And, de- and delivered by... Do you know I was a trainer? You know, I delivered training. No! Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Who knew, right? Very aware I sound like... Um, do you remember the programme Home Improvements with Tim Allen? Before my time. Oh, okay. Because he used to go, huh? And I was very aware I keep sounding like, huh? That, that's your impression of Roxy, your dog. Yeah, I don't. She keeps giving me dirty looks with the conservative <laughs> She's outside in the decking. She's way now. But it's she's every time I look up, she's carrying something large in her mouth, and it seems to get progressively bigger. She came out with some weird ping pong ball looking thing. Now she's walking around with a tennis ball, and now she's walking around with part of a pot pot plant in her face. Yeah. So it's progressively just getting fuller and fuller. And fuller. You're gonna get a basketball and 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 a, and a tire next. <laughs> um, oh, she's so thick. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I think, I think a five is fine though. I think, I think a five sits, sits well with people, and it's scalable. If you've got more drivers, you pay more money. But five is, I mean, how much do you spend on, bloody cups of coffee every day? I mean, it's that's always. I, I must say, it's, it's how, it's how we price everything, isn't it? Is we come up with a price point that we think is valuable, and how much time and effort goes into creating the content to deliver the service, and then we go. Does that make sense? And then we always generally come back to how many cups of coffee does that buy, don't we? Yeah. yeah. And 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 for a month, how much how much does it cost a coffee from a petrol garage? I think it's two fifty or two ninety five. Nothing now because they're all closed. <laughs> my my coffee machine has had so much action in the last week; it's unreal. It was. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I, I mean, I've, I've been making flat whites. I've had two or three flat whites a day, and it's saving me an absolute fortune not going to Starbucks all the time. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> we are not sponsored by Starbucks, even though I do like a, a caramel frappa. Frappa I, I would say we're, frappa we're not sponsored by Starbucks, but if any Starbucks uh, executives are listening, please do get in touch. We are accepting sponsorships. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, do you know what? I really fancy this cup of coffee now. Well, I, I say, I would say, come on, I've, I've actually I picked your coffee cup up from the office when I went in last week to go and empty stuff out. Um, so it's sitting on my it's sitting on my windowsill at the moment. So I can make you a cup of coffee, put it outside, leave it ten to twelve hours, all the bad stuff dies, and then you can have it. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, actually, I might, I might myself some cold brew tonight. I keep threatening, I'm going to make some cold brew, and Sarah's like, "No, don't make cold brew, <laughs> you 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 maniac." <laughs> So I might I might make some tonight. You never know. Um, <coughs> anyway, sorry. Talk 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 about <laughs> training. It, it's like it's funny you talk about like online training, sitting in the comfort of your own home, having your own coffee, your own food. The amount of courses I've been on where the food is just crap. So I shouldn't say the C R A P word, but it's just like, do you know what I mean? Uh, it's awful. I mean, yeah, that... it's literally like 
cold volivants. <laughs> it's not the the eighties anymore, you know. Uh, yeah, that reminds me of the Peter K sketch where he's uh, going down the wedding uh, table, like volivants. I can't remember what the clip was now. I'm sure we can have Stu editing that clip into here now to show what I mean. But it's a really funny clip of Peter K. And Yeah, at least you get food. I mean, I say I I never gave food to our clients because the cost. Well, you're so dependent on price that if you start paying, because I mean, even those really crappy plates of food, you're looking at at least a tenner a head. Oh well, our office we work in, we've seen the leaflets. How much they charge? But I think it's like eleven pound or ten ninety five or something like that per head. Yeah, the food looks. To good, be fair, the food is quite nice. The food is quite nice. I must say, whenever they've had leftovers, they put them in the breakout area. I do tend to go and help myself to a sausage roll or something, and they are quite nice. But the point still remains: it's, you don't get a choice of your own food. <laughs> the, the point still remains: you don't you don't get to choose your own food. I know. It's that. just yeah, yeah. No, but it's it's, it's another stress, like <clears throat> another advantage. Not that we're doing pros and cons of online versus classroom, but you know. My 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 wife is is gluten free. She's not celiac, but she has really bad uh, reactions to gluten. Yeah, and I couldn't imagine if she had to go. I, I've seen people in the past that do have gluten intolerances and food intolerances. You, you know, the feel the meal's got to be kosher or, or halal. And the amount of effort, the amount of hassle I see them go through. It's like guys, online training. Make your own food. I mean, you could argue that just take your own damn lunchbox with you for a meal, but I mean, yes, you're not going to have a. Yeah, you could do, but I've, yeah, I've been on some courses that have been sort of like a week, two weeks, and you're based in a hotel five nights a week, and you go home for the week and come back. You can't go out, you know. I, I remember one training course, you would have thought it's in a hotel, the food would be really, really good. The food was mediocre. Again, I, I'm not a food snob, I eat anything. You know, I'm not fussy, but like cold slop. Yeah. And again, if you had an intolerance, you weren't you weren't catered for. No. I'm sure they would have if you gave them sort of six months' notice. You'd have a cold jacket potato. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, that I think that is. Yeah, that's that's kind of a non-point. I think because you can just take your lunch with you or or whatever. But yeah, the, the the point does remain. I guess the the benefits of online learning. I think I think it's trying to break down that that view that online digital learning is that death by powerpoint click through watch animation click through sort of jobby i think there has to be interactivity and even if if it it is just didactic receive information which let's be honest what we're doing here and what people are actually going to watch of this is that it's no interactivity we're just chatting but as long as it's engaging content i think even that could be better it's just the amount of trainers that are so bloody boring it's unreal like if you're engaging enough i mean i i always said if i stopped enjoying what i do by definition my clients would have stopped enjoying what i'm delivering so i i when i got bored of delivering a type of course i always moved on to a, to a different one because if you get to and uh, this is this slide and you're there just to churn through it's like nobody else is enjoying it whereas if the person is engaging and enjoys it i think like i think we're pretty engaging people to to listen to i don't know maybe maybe we're not but I'd, I'd, I'd like to think so. But it's funny you, you say that. Like <clears throat> a trainer should be interactive, this and that. There's one training course that you have to do to work in industry in the industry, sort of aggregate, asphalt, quarrying industry. You have to do a qualification to do it. 
and I've done we've had this conversation before yeah. I, mean, I know but you know to, to have this qualification you tend a one day course yeah great you go there and it pretty much is if you have a pulse you pass and they're very interactive sessions they, they really get you up and you're talking and, and you, you're answering questions but it's a case of the trainer come up to you and go right do you not understand the answer no okay well don't worry about it. When it comes to the exam, you have to pass at the end of this this this, this uh, training day to get the qualification. I'll be here to help you. And to hear the conversations going on during the exam, I don't know what the answer is. Is it A, B, C? It's C. No help, nothing. We just want you to pass. Yeah. I must say, I, I, I was delivering a, a first aid course. It was back end of last year. I was still, when we first set this up, I was still honouring some old clients of mine. And... Um, I remember having to have a conversation. It was a three-day course, three-day first aid at work. Kind of the, the most advanced first aid you can do without going down the route of being a medical practitioner. And like, I, ha- I, had to, I, I had to fail this person. I was like, I can't, you, you're not good enough. I can't put my name to the certificate that you're going to get, that you're then going to be a qualified first aider in the workplace if you kill someone because of your behavior, I can't, I can't do that. So I had, there's professional like professionalism that I had I just simply couldn't do it but on the other hand I tried my hardest and you do work really hard with the client to kind of go well can, can I help you with that question like what, what let me rephrase it and see if you can work it out and language is an issue as well I know English as a second mm. language does make it difficult um, but depending on the industry and what the training is if you can't understand basic hand signals and so and like you i think mm. banksman training is a good example where communication is key you need to understand what words are being said by the mm. banksman it's nothing to do yeah. with what your first language is if you can't understand basic instructions in the country you're in then it's, you can't do your job so it's yeah and when, when, and when it starts risking not only your life but other yeah. lives I, i've seen this plenty of times jobs i've had my last job that i worked at we had to do company wide in, in, uh, a company induction for you to come and work for us, and the amount of induction inductees I've had to fail because the 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 the, 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 the basics understanding of the English language. I wasn't asking to recite War and Peace to me, but if I ask you to recite a simple instruction of when you enter the site, you'll turn left by the blue bin. Yeah. If I ask you to repeat that back to me, I expect yeah. you to repeat that back to me because if you can't, if you don't know we're going on site, and this is a huge site. Yeah. <laughs> my child's having a meltdown. <laughs> That's fine. I hope you can't hear it too much. I, I can, <laughs> but it's fine. It's <laughs> joys of working from home. But no, the, the point the, yes. the, the point does remain. It's You could be the best driver in the world and not speak a word of English, but as soon as you get to site and you've got to communicate with where you're going, actually that is still part of your job doing the pedals and doing the steering wheel thing is not the only part of your job being a driver. Being a driver is so much more than just driving. And I think people just sometimes forget that you need to have that ability to communicate. I must say, I, I whenever I drive on the continent, I try and learn words that I'm going to need to communicate when I'm driving. So like being, if, so if I get pulled over or if I have a breakdown, I've got to be able to communicate what's happened, where I am. I try and learn that before yeah. I go because actually people don't always understand English. We can't make the assumption that you understand the language you speak. So it work it does work both ways for sure. But But no, of course, yeah, back to the whole online, yeah, there are a huge shed of benefits. Of course there are disadvantages, but I, I but I, I think I think from a business proposition for us though, I think it's 
you could argue we're getting on the bandwagon, but because we, we were always going to be delivering this 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 Netflix yes. talks for the next few months, we've got the design team working on the content, but we there's kind of no point spending months and months developing something we without testing it. You need to get it in front of viewers and eyes of people now to go. That's yeah. crap. No, that's good. I like that. Can we do more of that, etc.? And we have great ideas of doing animated um, style things like animation video click through answer questions sort of jobby but actually it might be that our clients and our users like the fact that we're doing this we might actually it might be that we just have both of us talking it might not just be me or you i know i'm the trainer yeah i was a trainer um might not just be me it might be you as well we can have this banter between us just deliver a session like this we could teach each other might be that that mm. that works it's we don't that could, that could be an interesting way of doing yeah almost like uh like having a chat in a pub yeah and that's kind of i think yeah, it makes it more engaging and a bit more kind of breaks down barriers to learning, I think, which is really important. So. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Hope you found it informative and entertaining. This has been the Compliance Rocks Rock Show. Um, as ever, please subscribe um, to our YouTube channel. Please follow us on Spotify. You can always go to compliance.rocks for more information or drop me an email. That's alan at compliance.rocks. Um, thanks for listening and see you guys soon. Thank you. Thank you.